I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and today I am going to be bringing you a guest who has built a very successful long-term business over the past 13 years, which in business years is a lifetime when you consider that most businesses don't make it out of the first 12 months. Um, My guest today uh, has done that over and over again and continues to build a really successful and sustainable business. And the reason that I wanted to bring her on here today was because I really believe that, you know, you've heard that adage, you can't be what you can't see. And as business owners, we're always on the lookout for women who've walked the path before us so that we can get an insight into what the journey is really like. And my guest today, Jen Dugard, is a business owner and has been, as I said, for 13 whole years. Um, And her business is empowering fitness professionals to build their own successful, sustainable, mum-focused fitness businesses. Um, Over the time that she has been established, her business has evolved enormously. So the business that she started with 13 years ago is not the same business that she is in now. And Jen has come on today to talk through that journey, how she went from being the personal trainer, the one who was doing the training, who was standing out in the park in the pouring rain day after day, um, and how she went from being that person to now training other fitness professionals to build and scale businesses that align with their values. And she's done some things along the way that many business owners have on their bucket list, things like shifting away from trading time for dollars, international expansion, and productizing or offering and becoming a known brand. Now, this is a really honest chat. Jen is a completely open book, which I love, and she's talked very openly today about how all of those things came to be and is going to show you just how much your business can and should evolve over its lifetime. So I would now like to welcome my friend, Jen Dugard. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so nice to see you over the Zoom. Thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm very excited. And yes, I refer to this as the Zoom room. So Zoom it room. makes it a little bit more personable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, I mean, the big reason that um, I wanted to get you on here and share your wisdom uh, with our listeners today is that you have essentially built a business where you are training other mums or other like fitness professionals to support other women and mums like it's almost like that sort of 
full circle kind of business offering that you have. Um, and, you know, I know that they're, they're role, what you're doing with them is to sort of help them um, safely train and support the mums that that come into their world. Um, Now, everyone loves a business birth story. So I'd love for you to share what the catalyst was for you to, to do that and how the experience has been for you. All right. I'm going to try and share an over 10-year experience. Yes. <laughs> Not too long. Um, I guess the the birth of my business, original business, was that came with the birth of my son in 2008. So my brand, Body Beyond Baby, which we're about to transition out of, but that that came about in 2008 when when Marley was three months old and I was a fitness professional or a personal trainer and I launched this business that was group exercise for mums with on-site childcare. So that was the beginning. I did that for a decade. Um, and then at some point along that journey, I realized that if I was going to reach more mums and have the impact that I wanted to have, I needed to start to train the trainers so that they could then reach more mums. So I developed a course in 2016 called Safe Return to Exercise, which is a pre and postnatal accreditation. Uh, and then I sold the group exercise business mm-hmm. a few years later and retain the brand to become a membership. So the membership is the next step from the course, Safe Return to Exercise, and the membership teaches upskilling in working with women and mums and also all of the business systems and skills and things that that fitness professionals that are often mums need in order to have a business that can support the women that they want to support because I find most fitness professionals are overworked, they put themselves at the bottom of the list, especially if they're a mom, and they can't have the impact that they want to have if their business, if they're just struggling to survive. So got it. Wow. That's um that's really you're you're doing something there that I think um a lot of service providers dream about. And it's that sort of that scaling, but because obviously you've probably, like you said, you started off with your business one way and mm-hmm. it's evolved and you are not that one-on-one person anymore. Um, how how does that feel? I mean, I know that you're a number of years in, but I guess you're doing it um, yourself, but also ultimately are your trainers doing that as well? Like the fitness professionals, they're kind of almost, yeah, not necessarily being the front face all the time. Yeah. So I think the question, how does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> like it feels really good because I got to the point where I was I was training clients face-to-face for 10 years. And although that was experience that I absolutely needed and I loved it when I was doing it, I got to the point where I was an outdoor trainer. I used to say to everyone, I need to move to Bali, but actually I just needed to stop standing outside in winter all, all year <laughs> round. So the revelation of then going, the love for what I do is not outweighing my not want to be out there and be that person training face-to-face anymore. So I guess that feeling is one of my underlying values. It's not my top two, one of my top two values, but one of my underlying or shadow values is freedom. Um, So for me, freedom was not continuing to turn up in a park every day or not being able to, you know, drop my child off at school later because I didn't, I had to be in a certain place at a certain time. So um, it feels free not to have to do that. 
And then in answer to your other question about are the trainers that I work with now doing that, the the big thing that I work with them on is understanding their life values. So what do they want to live into? What kind of business do they want to create? Then helping them to create this, this, I guess, I, I talk about layers in business a lot, like the foundation layer. And for a lot of them, the foundation layer needs to be a really solid um, personal training or group training business that is face-to-face serving their clients. Mm. However, we talk a lot about how much of that do you want to do? Because there's still this concept in the fitness industry that to do more, you've got to have more face-to-face time. So how about we get to this point where that is ticking along and that is solid and you've got all the processes, all the procedures, all the systems in order to do that. And then we have this next conversation about how do you scale up your business in order to stay in alignment with your values that for most of the trainers I work with, because a lot of them are mums, it is not, I want to work more hours and be away from my kids more. So then we go, how do we bring in your skills and what you want to do and potentially add another income stream to your business that is not based upon face-to-face? So some of them are doing it, some of them are getting there, and then others are, you know, eventually like some of them will sell their business, sell their business and even leave the industry or create a new product. And it's like, awesome. Um, Because none of us are 25 anymore, or some of them might be, but not all of us. (laughs) You don't want to be out there in the park when you're 60. Well, I didn't. Some people may want. Absolutely not. No, that's that's incredible. So I love it's like you've walked that path essentially, Mm. and you are now holding their hand and showing them that there is actually a better way to build a business, a sustainable business that is aligned with their values. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that, Jen. I just, I wish, yeah, I wish we could sort of, you know, clone you across all industries because there are, there are so many people I think that are just doing things the way that they've always been done. Um, and there's, you know, there's people say, oh, we start a, start a business for flexibility and freedom, but then they find themselves on the treadmill um, just doing the same thing over and over again. And the, the whole reason that they got into the business in the first place, particularly if they are a mum, and they find that they're not, they're not as available or they're sort of hijacked working hours and you know, standing out in Centennial Park at you know for hours in the in the rain, wishing they were living in Bali. Um, I think that's that's incredible. I love, I love that. Something that you've also done, Jen, which is on the dream list of a lot of women, is um, international expansion. Um, <laughs> yeah. So was that was that a happy accident or was that in, was that strategic? I like, think. did how did that come about? And and I, yeah. I you know. I'm quite keen to, and I know for the listeners as well, what the what the sort of pros and cons were of of working in in different markets. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a happy accident. The first step into the international space. Um, I my course Safe Pretend to Exercise is delivered in Taiwan, and I was randomly teaching a course in Melbourne, and a friend of mine who also ran a course, we'd had this clash. So luckily his course could fit in one room, I could fit in the other one. And we were leaving at the end of the day and he he just said, jump into my Uber and and we'll go to the airport together back to Sydney. And while we were in the Uber, he said to me, you've got to get in contact with my, I'll put you in contact with my, my guy in Taiwan and you can go and do the course over there and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, cool. Awesome. Thinking maybe something will come of it. And I ended up, I think that was probably in like the August or something like that. And I ended up flying to Taiwan the following 
February. And to be completely honest, as much as I trusted this guy, there was still this part of me going, am I going to turn up at the airport in Taiwan (laughs) and nobody will be there to pick me up? And I figured the worst that could happen was I paid for my plane ticket. I'd find a hotel for a couple of nights or, you know, stay for the week that I was planning to be there and then just come home. So the short answer is yes, it was a happy accident. Um, The experience, it's very interesting teaching a course about working with mums with an interpreter. And also we talk a lot about women's health physiotherapists here in Australia. They don't have them in Taiwan. So we have to kind of reshape what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, I am lucky he's my, he's a business partner. So he does everything apart from the teaching. Having said that, the way that it's developed since COVID, because obviously I can't travel, is we now have, there's a a trainer that was one of the first people to do the course in Taiwan who is now taking the whole course in Taiwan in Chinese without me. So that was pretty fucking cool too, to to be the first time that happened, I was actually on a boat in Sydney Harbor, which I never do, but it was just like the ultimate, I'm on a boat (laughs) and my course is being taught in Taiwan. How cool is that? Um, I apologize. I just swore. So I hope that's okay. This is a swearing podcast. (laughs) It's totally fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Taiwan was the first one. And then I did strategically look at New Zealand and Singapore. Okay. So that was all part of a plan. Right. And and was that a totally different experience, the fact that you were sort of quite intentional about those markets? Yeah, New Zealand, I made it happen. Like I went over there, I didn't have a business partner, I just marketed over there. Whereas Singapore, I actually applied to speak at their fitness conference mm-hmm. and got accepted to speak. And then off the back of that, I got con- put in contact with one of their education partners. So that was a bit backwards, but probably better because, again, they, they're they a business partner over there and they put bums on seats for me. Yeah. And that with us being virtual and they're on the same timeline as Perth, they just jump into any courses yeah. that I'm running here. And do you, I mean, do you reckon you would have done it if if you hadn't have had that sliding doors moment of, you know, getting in the Uber and, and ending up? you know, as Taiwan being your sort of first international space. But do you think that ultimately that would have been where your business evolved? Was it always on the plan or? I think it was always New Zealand and Singapore would have happened. I would have made them happen. A Chinese speaking country, I don't think I would have known where to start. Having said that now we have a couple of our members. One of them is she's going back to Germany next year and we have a Spanish speaking member. So we'll look at the next versions will be in Spanish, in German, and wow. and kind of do more partnerships in those spaces. Jen, that's so great! Congratulations, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's I'm fun. very excited. <laughs> now, also, something that's really exciting and should be celebrated is the fact that you've been in business for is it exactly ten years, or you have you just tipped over? Like, no, it's you actually on- more than that. So, okay. Body Beyond Baby was started in two thousand and eight, and I sold wow, it in okay. two thousand and eighteen. Uh-huh. And then I've been doing what I do now for the past three years. So it was almost like a startup because the membership, although we kept the brand, yep. it was a startup again three years ago. It was a completely different business. Um, and then we're just about to ditch the Body Beyond Baby brand and become mum safe. So we're doing a big PR push in November wow. to this rebrand, which is all of our trainers will be known as mum safe trainers. And we'll okay. be educating the market on why they need to train with a mum safe trainer. Do you, I mean, I'm sure there's probably people that are listening here going, why is she doing that? Why did she do that? Why do you, would you, are you comfortable talking? I'll about talk about or, anything. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Your, your thoughts behind, like what, 
what how did this come about what happened <laughs> as in the rebrand or yeah yeah what what caused you know the, the recent one the the one where you're about to yeah have the big yeah so I think um so we work with a lot of trainers that work with mums of all ages. So Body Beyond Baby, when the brand was founded, it was Mums and Bubs group exercise. Yeah. And it does carry into mums of all ages, kind of. Mm-hmm. But when you think we did some market testing, yeah. um, I guess. So Body Beyond Baby, it, it sits in the fitness world, um, talks more to younger mums of earlier, of younger children. Yeah. And then this concept, mum safe. So a mum safe trainer is I mean I could just listen to it and I go it's a much stronger yeah. concept yeah. um we also started calling our trainers mum safe trainers so on the website uh-huh. at the moment it's still bodybeyondbaby.com.au um and we've we talk about mum safe trainers so we also realized we were running these two brands side by side that really didn't need to be two brands so it was almost like mum safe was trying to explain body beyond baby mm-hmm. so that's when um yeah we went out and did some market research and realized that mum safe is a much stronger brand um talks to mums of all ages for a trainer to call themselves a mum safe trainer is a lot more powerful yeah. than a body beyond baby affiliate it's like what is that we have to explain what that is so yeah we've been really trying to refine messaging so people know what we're about that's amazing. And it's evolved as as the business has evolved. And I guess the mums that you, you know, you want that you want these mums in your world and the, the world of your trainers forever, right? Even after they've had their baby. Absolutely. But, you know, they've got, you know, primary school children or or teenagers or whatever. So it's it 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 makes sense and it's simple. It's simplified. You've mm. got, you know, taking out all the confusion and that I love it. So so yes, absolutely back to what I was saying about celebrating the fact that you have been in business for as long as you have. Thank you. Um, it's really, it's really incredible, um, especially through things like global pandemics and and all of that sort of thing. So do, on reflection, is there mm. anything that you wish you had done differently or hadn't done at all or wish you'd done sooner like have you do you I'm, think to that yeah I think I, I'm one of those people that's like that it's it all happened for a reason yeah um even though that's a shitty thing to say when shitty things are happening mm. so yeah. <laughs> um do I wish I'd done anything different I do sometimes think I could have moved quicker into the scaling space mm-hmm. but I also think that I moved at a pace that was right for me yeah um some things that I wish I'd done differently was in the early days of running a fitness business is watch my numbers more closely because I definitely ran a six-figure business with a personal income of about twelve thousand dollars for two days in a row two two days two tax years two two full tax Uh, years in a row yeah um because you can see the money coming in Mm -hmm. but and it feels good but you don't you're not watching the money coming out and then at the end of the year when your accountant shows you the thing and you're like oh I could have not done anything for a year Mm. so things like that becoming more financially um I guess across my business yeah uh things like making sure that you know, every single fortnight or every month you're siphoning off your GST and your tax because I ended up with tax bills a few years in a row that I then had to pay off. Mm. So things like that I would have done better and I spent a lot of time teaching our members how to do that even when you're earning not a lot of money. Because you don't want them to learn the hard way like you had to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to do, you know, when you're you're earning money and it's like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll find the money for that later and I'll pay my super at the end of the year. That's fine. I'll have money for the tax man and then the bill comes. It's like, yes. oh, 
I yeah. don't. I spend yeah. it all. And, you know, to your point, there are a lot, what did you say, $12,000 you earn in both, like there's yes. a lot <laughs> easier ways to earn a brand yes, than stand was. out in the freezing cold on Centennial yeah. Park in the morning. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was one other thing though. I had a very big fear of team, which is probably one of the reasons I didn't scale quickly. Wow. Okay. Um, it is one of the reasons why I decided on, you know, I didn't really call it a membership when I started the affiliate, but I looked at licensing, looked at franchising, decided that wasn't for me because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to manage the people mm-hmm. uh, and had a couple of tries at having a VA and failed miserably, partly because of my lack of communication and not wanting to work with people that didn't just know what to do. So there was yeah. a lot of self, self-reflection self on that. Uh-huh. But I now have a team. There's there's I have an employee or two employees. One of them's a more a business partner and um, another wonderful woman who who's a contractor. And it's only in the last 12 months that I have worked out how to properly communicate with a team or communicate when I don't know how to communicate. So I could have gotten better at that quicker because although there is a lot you can do on your own, there's a lot, there's a gets to a point where you just can't do all of the things. You can't. That's so true. So what was it that tipped you over the edge? Like what how how did you come to that acceptance that I I do need, I do need help? Like was there something that triggered that? I think I was, I mean, I always put, like yourself, I put myself in positions where you're learning from people that have done bigger things than you or better mm. things than you. And and there is this, you know, awareness that you can only go so far completely alone. Yes. And again, I had, I did have a successful team member a few years ago and we mm. used to sit across the table. Mm. So what I realized was my first employee was not going to be a VA. It was going to be, she's actually in Melbourne, but she know we know each other really well to commit to that regular team meeting, which I wasn't doing with the VA very well. Um, And just getting more structure around and maybe just having that awareness of what I didn't do well the first time yeah, (laughs) and to do it better and giving her permission to say, hey, we need to do something better because it's not working. (laughs) Because it's not working and you need, yeah, you can't you can't continue the way that you have been all on your own without that support. So, oh, well done. I'm so glad that you, that you overcame that because, yeah, I mean, you know, my experience with her has been fabulous. So she's yes, obviously she like is wonderful. <laughs> a huge, a huge asset to you, which is which is brilliant. Yeah. Just makes life so much easier when you've got yeah. great people supporting you. So um I always love our guests to leave the listeners with um, something that they may have read or watched mm-hmm. or listened to that will give their business or life a bit of a boost. Um, Have you got something that you would like to share with us today? I think I'll go with, oh, I guess it's tied into the same thing. So I was going to say Brene Brown's book, uh, Dare to Lead. Yes. And then I was like, no, everyone needs to know how to do their values. But interestingly, Brene Brown is all about values. Mm. So if you read her book and then do all the values exercises, um, yeah, I, I, I actually don't know how people do business now without understanding their whole life values, not their yeah. business values, because yeah. everyone, most people can reel off that, mm-hmm. but really taking the time to understanding your whole life values and then building that business around those values rather than the life that fits around the business. Yeah, so, so important. And um, so, yeah, just critical to 
long-term success in business. I really Absolutely. believe so. So, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story with our listeners today. You have experienced some things that not everyone has. Um, I know, especially, you know, listening to this podcast, that you've got some unique experiences and I'm really pleased that you shared them with everyone today. So can you also just let everyone know how that they how they can connect with you after listening to today's episode? Absolutely. So it's basically me, Jen Dugard, on all of the places. So whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and then jendugard.com. Um, or if you happen to be a mum that wants to find a trainer, you can go to bodybeyondbaby.com.au, soon to be mum safe. <laughs> Uh-huh. But it will so, redirect you if you get that right. That's good. Yeah. And and look, that's not happening till November. November we launch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So oh, how exciting. exciting. And I think that's also really great for people to follow along and watch this happen, like I see it all that. play out um, because it's something that, you know, people do think about doing and it's like, oh, God, you know, my business has evolved and I need to shake things up a bit. You're doing it and people can now now that they've met you over the podcast is they can now follow along in real time and see how it happens and um and then we can get you back on after and share the story of how it all went i would love to do that okay jen thank you so much for your time today thanks for having me Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.